This is Jam Nation with Jonesy and Amanda. Well, we know her from Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, among many other things. But now Jane Seymour is Harry Wilde, a recently retired whiskey-drinking university professor who discovers a knack for solving crimes. Well, Jane Seymour, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> that is quite the resume. It really is. Yeah, it's a great role. She's called Harry by her friends, uh, but her real name is Professor Harriet Wilde. She's Professor of English Literature at Trinity in Dublin, and she's fed up with all her, her students, you know, deciding to party rather than show up and, you know, spending, wasting the parents' money and her time and brain. So she uh, quits and doesn't know what she's going to do, accidentally gets mugged, ends up having to stay with her son, who's an actual detective, realizes he has no idea how to solve a crime that she sees on the telly and on, on his uh, kitchen counter, solves it, realizing her knowledge of English literature, very sort of esoteric uh, Elizabethan literature that no one would know um, is something to do with this crime. And he won't listen, chucks her out. And so she ends up having to uh, find the, the kid that mugged her, get, gets him to be a sidekick, and she solves the crime. And from then on, they become a team because they're very successful at doing it. But a major irritant to her son, who is an actual detective, <laughs> always in peril of losing his job because mum keeps coming in and interfering. And uh, it's very comedic and it's fun. And she likes a lot of red wine. She is an independent practitioner, as I like to put it. You know, if she sees a guy she fancies at the pub or at the college, she just has him. And then when she doesn't want him, she tells him to go. And... Uh, <laughs> That's about it. Oh, and she has a granddaughter who she's determined to uh, upend the rather uptight um, um, sort of academic um, um, schooling that that her daughter-in-law is rather stuffily giving her. So it, it's very comedic. You must have loved a role like this. And I think we need more roles like this where women can be over the age of 50. They can be sexy. They can be feisty. They're smart. They're funny. And being someone's grandmother doesn't make you an old lady. Oh, certainly not Harry. I mean, um, you know, Harry Harry does what she wants when she wants. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm 71 and Harry's at least, you know, close to that age. And she just goes running after the, the bad guys with the stun gun that only works if she touches them with it. But mostly she uses her brain to uh, to figure out how to uh, get information out of them or um stall them or whatever it is she has to do and and it's such a fun fun character and very intelligently written so you inadvertently find yourself um whilst it's going on going oh i may i might want to read wuthering heights what that's in shakespeare i hadn't thought of that and she's always correcting if you go on my instagram jane seymour we, we yesterday we put um lessons from harry we, we we all the every time harry corrects someone sometimes in the middle of murder <laughs> She'll just say, you know, uh, well, not good or something like that or hang, not hung. A pedant, I love it. You see the word pedant. And that's what the kids, great. in an era of where everyone says 100% and all that stuff, it's good to have good English come back into the vernacular, as it were. Yes. Uh, you know, one, one has to wonder who's actually speaking English these days because <laughs> Aussie English is English, you know. Um, but um, it, it takes place in Ireland, which and as Ireland, quite often they make films in Ireland and pretend it's England or somewhere else. And we were originally going to make this in Cambridge and then we just thought, no, it's much more colourful in Ireland. 
And the characters, the other actors are phenomenal. And the young man that plays opposite me, Rohan Ned, um, he plays 15, but he's actually 26. Uh, he happens to be completely English. He sounds just like me, but he never, never broke from the Irish accent. And the entire crew were convinced they not only that he was Irish, but they knew exactly what street he was from and what school he went to. And, you know, they couldn't believe him when he changed his accent back. Wow. The sliding doors of your life must be so interesting. We were talking earlier about Live and Let Die, the first time we saw you on screen. If that moment, that, that catapulted you to fame, would you have found your way either way or do you look at that as such a lucky moment? You know, it's very interesting. I mean, before that, I was the star of a successful television series called The Anedon Line. Mm. Oh, and before that, I'd yeah. played... Yeah, and before that, and that's where they found me. So mm-hmm. I wasn't like unknown. And before that, I'd starred in a series about uh, the Strauss family. And um, before that, I'd been spotted as as a chorus girl with one line in a scene with Maggie Smith and Richard Attenborough's first film. So that was that was the big moment. But yeah. um, you know, Live and Let Die definitely became a, a you know major international thing, um, and. You know, I think that was a big moment, but I think, you know, coming to America and doing things like East of Eden and Somewhere in Time, you know, that it, it, it could have, I could have, you know, been a one film thing, but it but it wasn't. You know, I did a lot of Shakespeare and Ibsen and Goldoni. I had never intended, basically, to be a Bond girl. That was not my intention. I, I went to drama school and I trained as a ballet dancer and my intention was at first to be a ballerina and that didn't happen because of injuries. Um, I thought I was going to be a Shakespearean actress. And so my nickname from Roger Moore was Baby Bernhardt, like the famous actress Sarah Bernhardt. Yeah. Way before any of our time. But, you know, he used to tease me because I obviously thought this was a serious acting job, being a Bond girl. And you spoke as solitaire. You spoke so well. You spoke so well. And you speak well now, but you spoke so well. I spoke very high. You spoke I very spoke high. Like but you were young. <laughs> yes, I was very young and you almost fired me for talking like that. <laughs> you had a very high voice and I don't know what happened. Well, I, I, It's getting very low now. No, it sounds great. And and you, I look at the, <laughs> the length and breadth of you, like from that to, to this to wedding crashes, it's just you are just – you've straddled everything in a good sense. <laughs> Yes, in the good sense. Uh, you know what? I, I've had amazing opportunities, but you know, I've never been afraid to try something different. And I think when I did Wedding Crashes, everyone went, whoop, she's funny. <laughs> and uh, after that, I did a ton of comedy. I'm still doing a lot of comedy. Um, but then I was in Australia doing that beautiful film, Ruby's Choice, mm-hmm. which was not really comedic at all. It was a woman with dementia and people loved that movie. And we've only shown it in one theater a couple of times here in America so far. And people came back to watch it twice. They mm. loved it so much. So, um, no, I'm doing a, a wide variety of, of roles and, um, and I'm so lucky, you know, because, I'm basically a character actress that looked like a leading lady. Yeah. Well, you are doing excellent. Your house looks beautiful. <laughs> yeah. You look fantastic. Uh, Harry <laughs> Wilde is screening now on Acorn TV and Apple TV. Jane Seymour, it has been a treat. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you. I, I wish it was back out there. I've got a lot of Aussie friends coming out here this weekend. So uh, oh, great. lots of love and excellent. hi to everyone. Lovely to See talk to you. Thank Jane. you, Jane.